My name is Kelly Dennison, and this is Gifts of Ruin, where guests shine light on the gifts that have come from their ruin. And today, our guest is Liana Peralt. Welcome. Well, thanks for having me, Kelly. Yeah, it's such an honor to have you here. Um, we were talking about this for years, and here we are, so I'm really oh, yeah. excited. Um, so today's topic is really about navigating through unexpected devastation and the wisdom that comes from the pain and actually walking through the pain. So put your seatbelts on. <laughs> um, I'll catch everybody up on Liana's story. So Liana and her husband were on a vacation together and um, they were on a private waterfall tour and um, a current kind of picked up in the water and Liana got swept up in the current and her husband uh, came to uh, save her and he unfortunately got swept up and ultimately drowned. Um, so that's where we're gonna start our story today and is there anything you wanna add to the story that will really honor, honor it? Yeah, I mean, I think that captures it very well. What happened after that, once he was swept, I was still struggling in the water and I went under and I passed out. And everything I saw when it, my passed out state was black and then everything was white and this overwhelming peace came over me. And I knew in that moment that, you know, this is what it's gonna feel like when I go to heaven. So I said, God accept me. And that was the last thing I remember before I came to. And when I did come to, I was on the other side of the waterfall, so not near the shore, and I was holding onto this root that was growing out of the rock. And I was looking at the sky and I, I was like, God, is this heaven? I mean, but it became immediately clear that it wasn't. Um, it was my own personal hell. And I looked around and I saw nobody. And I, I was distressed. I was screaming and yelling and looking for somebody and the guide, you know, he was on the other side of the wall. He, is, he got swept up and went the other direction. And he said, stay here. I, I literally couldn't go anywhere else. So he took off. And about an hour later, they came back and they got me um, out of the waterfall. Um, and, and I was, you know, obviously distressed. And I, I suspected that my husband wasn't coming back. Um, but I didn't know that. And for sure. So as I was walking back to town after being rescued, it's about an hour away. I uh, was you know, feeling very chaotic, totally in shock, not able to absorb what was happening entirely. And there was this moment of clarity for me, and it was really the only moment for a while. I mean, not just in that day, but just for probably weeks to come. And that was, um, I heard the audible voice of God. And he said to me, you have a choice. You can be bitter or you can be better. Wow. What do you choose? And I said out loud, I choose better. And I imagine they thought I was crazy saying that out loud because this was probably only me hearing God. And, but I'm really grateful for that moment because it paved the way for my successful recovery because I made a choice to be better. So you're in that space for an hour. That must have just felt like centuries or how long did it actually feel like minutes or... It felt very long. I mean, I knew it was about an hour because that's what they told me. I didn't really, it felt much longer than that sitting there in the water. I couldn't get out of the water and I was holding on. 
And the so. amount of strength that must have taken to actually stand up and walk away from that scene, that mm -hmm. must have been uh, really difficult. Really difficult. Yeah. And I remember I looked at the guide, his name is Lon Show, and I looked at him and I said, where's my husband? And, he's, and I saw in his eyes that he knew too, mm -hmm. that he wasn't coming back. And so you're walking back to the car, or you're walking back to... We were in the jungle. In the jungle. So we walked back. When this all happened, I had to walk an hour back to town, and they brought a horse for me <laughs> to ride oh. part of the way back, because we, I had to go back in the river multiple times to get there. There was no other way. You went through the river that, where he drowned. So I was, they got me back to town. So are you on the horse when you hear the voice of no, what you interpret horse. as God? Yeah. Yes, it was before, before the, horse. the horse. Yeah, and it was obvious to you when this voice came into your head that that was God. Yes, it was that not like a question for me. Wasn't a question. It was like it was one of those experiences where you just know, like familiar. Mm -hmm. And he said, "Repeat it one more time." You have a choice. choice. You can choose to be bitter, or you can choose to be better. What do you choose? And you said out loud, "I choose better." Oh. And from that, that moment forward, uh, you began the journey of, of walking through those really difficult steps of mm -hmm. loss and grief and mm -hmm. pain and struggle and, oh, yeah. gosh. Did, in those moments or the moments that came after, did you ever feel like giving up or did you ever feel like, what's the point of all this? I'm, I'm going to go to, I'm going to jump off the bridge. Yeah, I... I <laughs> I wondered that all the time, like why was I still here and I didn't want to be here and I would say things like my husband got the e-ticket like at Disneyland um, and I got, you know, I got left behind and I just asked God on a daily basis for quite a while, like if you could just take me, that would be great. Like I don't care if it's cancer, I get hit by a car, do what you need to do. But God didn't do that and um, through many conversations with God, I decided I had to move forward and I did. And what was the healing process like? Because I imagine that you would, it would take a really long time to go and heal the trauma of that and, and, and go through the pain. You have to go through the pain. There was no other option. There was no options. Yeah, it was, it's right there. So right. there were a lot of things. So I think just to start with my fundamental belief that there is a God and that he has the best plan for me, um, I believed it even though I didn't feel it in those moments. And I would... You know, obviously question him on that, but that fundamental belief helped me move forward. He said, even though I don't like your plan, God, I'm going to keep going. And so that was super important to me, um, just fundamentally. And then, you know, I was fortunate. I am fortunate. Not everybody has this, but I have tremendous friends. I have tremendous family. Everybody surrounded me with a lot of love and just practical help to get me through this. And I'm so grateful for that to this day that they were there. It was an interesting time, though, in that even though I knew I was surrounded by all these people who loved me, I didn't feel it. I couldn't emotionally feel it because I was so in shock and devastated and isolated in myself. How long did that, I know everyone's experience is different, but how long did that shock and that uh, kind of numbness uh, take? That's, you know, that's, that's a terrible thing about shock and grief. When mm. it starts wearing off, it's much worse. And so I would, this happened in October, and I would say by late November, it was starting to wear off the shock. And it was horrible. It was super painful. And I remember feeling like if when I went to bed that I was going to die just from the emotional pain of it, which is a very strange thought to have. 
And I knew logically it didn't make sense, but I had that thought a lot. It's like, I'm just going to die. It hurts so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And then your process in, did you did reach out for uh, counseling or therapy or? or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately. I mean, when I got back from the vacation, well, I came back early, obviously. Um, I reached out to a counselor. Her specialties were PTSD and grief. And I had both of those because of what had transpired. And she was a lifesaver. And I'll, I'll never forget when I was like the first or second session with her and she had me sitting there and she's talking to me and she said, you know, you probably just want to go in your room. You want to turn off the lights and you just want to be left alone to cry. And in that moment, I remember I said to her, oh my gosh, yes, that is what I want. Yeah. And I was so happy because I, I felt like somebody finally got me. She told me, everything she told me that I should do was nothing that I wanted to do. None of that sounded desirable. And those things were, you need to talk to people, you need to cry openly, and you need to allow people to help you. None of that made sense to me because my husband and I together, we could solve anything, right? We had different skill sets and that, and we were always the ones helping others. And she told me this would not only help me, but it would help the people around me. And she was right. So, I mean, I did exactly what she said, even though I didn't want to do any of it. And it did make a difference in my life and in others. So where did that come from? Like something inside of you, what, what you had that, that, that you didn't want to do it, but there was something inside of you that forced you to do it. Where did that come from? Well, so what I knew was I wasn't okay. And I knew that she was an expert and I wasn't. And I had made this decision I was gonna get better, right? I was gonna be a better person as a result of this. And so even though I didn't feel any of that, my head told me, you have to do this. Like I had to do what she said. So the logic kicked in. And you're kind of going through the motions of it. Like, right, right. The choreography, like just walking the path. Yes. And trusting that it would unfold. Correct. And Mm -hmm. it's like my head and my heart were not connected at all. And it took about a year for them to connect because what I knew in my head is I'm going to be okay. What I felt in my heart is I will never be okay. So I, I followed her advice and thank goodness I did. And you know, I was able to see the light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. So did you ever get any signs? Cause people talk about, you know, when they lose loved people or, or they're, they, um, experience loss such as this, that they'll receive a sign or, or they'll see a bird and it will remind them of their grandma and they'll think that my grandma's okay. Yeah. Did you ever receive any sign um, from your husband or, or anything else? Yeah, I saw so many signs over such a long period of time. It was, and it was immediate, like even right after the accident. Um, but there was one that stood out to me and that was, I was sitting on my couch and I was thinking about the fact that my husband was in heaven and I was still here on earth and I wasn't really happy about that, but I wanted to know how he felt in heaven. Now I'm going to cry. Hold on. All right. So I was, you know, sitting on my couch and, um, I wanted to know how my husband was doing and how he felt and I you know believe he's in heaven and so I asked God to show me what did it feel like I didn't want to see it I didn't want to hear it I wanted to feel what my husband was feeling and so what happened was for about 30 seconds 
God honored my request and I felt this peace that come, came over me and it was indescribable like nothing I have felt in my life. And I knew in that moment that's what it was going to feel like when I got to heaven. And I remember when it ended, because it was very brief, I was, all I could think was, I want that. I want that. And so that, that helped me continue forward in my life. And then I, I was needing that again. And so I asked God again and God honored that request a second time. And I had that same experience. And I've not done that again since, but it's, it was enough, that experience drew me in enough to where it propelled me to move forward because I knew that I wanted that to be my end game. So you asked God in there, this like rush of euphoria, rush of bliss, just peace. Peace. Just peace came yeah. over every, every part of you. And every you knew that your husband was feeling that and that you were so happy for him that yes. he was in that space. Yeah, I was happy for him and happy to know that that's where I was headed. Gosh. At, at the end of the day. And do you think that, um, this strengthened your faith, obviously. Absolutely. All these like, it's like reassurance. Like there is like, if you're talking to God and he's shut, flushing you with this peace, <laughs> just that wasn't coincidental. No, it wasn't coincidental. And, and I had all these, what I call faith building experiences. Mm. Um, but this one was like over the top. I would just really made me realize, okay, there is, you know, there is this life after death, there is heaven. So, <clears throat> Your story is so powerful. Um, I have so many questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, through this experience, you know, we all we all go through struggle, and uh, I don't believe there's one human being that walks this planet that can dodge uh, trauma or struggle or pain. Nobody's getting out of here alive, and nobody's getting through the journey without mm -hmm. experiencing something uh, hard. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so, through this experience, what what do you think? that uh, you learned about yourself? Like, what were the gifts that you found within the pain? Well, so I would start with, I realized I could get through anything. If I could get through this, I could do it all. You know, I just had to make a decision to do so and any, you know, use the knowledge I had to get there. So that was one thing. I realized that my words matter. So, losing my husband, did not allow me to go back and talk to him about all the things that happened over the years. And I wanted to be able to do that. So now I'm more thoughtful about what I say to people. What a beautiful gift to be given. <laughs> Intentional. Yeah. <laughs> I, and that's not all. I mean, obviously, you know, I work at a very high-stress job. And, um, you know, people get pretty wound up at times. And... It's given me a perspective on life that what I'm dealing with is not life and death in my role. And we can get through this, right? It's just keep it where it belongs. And let's, when we want to get upset, let's get upset about the things that actually matter. Um, so my perspective definitely changed and I've been, I've been allowed to keep that perspective for a very long time. It had a, quite an impact on me. A good realization for me, which was that leaning on people to help me when I need it doesn't diminish me in any way. I always viewed that previously as being weak. And that's why I would not ask for help unless, you know, you don't have a choice. And in this circumstance, I really didn't have a choice. I needed help. And 
to know that it actually makes you stronger to draw on others in your time of need was a big lesson for me. Yeah. And then the other thing I would say is I would share my story or people would know my story and I would talk about it um, because that's what my therapist recommended. And I realized how much my story helped other people so that I could, I needed to be open about it. Even with strangers on a plane, I would share these story, the story and, and just so that they could, you know, learn from what I, my own tragedy. It's, I didn't want it to go to waste. So that's what I learned. That's beautiful. What, um, was there something that you, uh, your therapist told you or something that you intuitively felt that you wanted to commit to or wanted to do that would really kind of turn the page or begin the next chapter? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the keys for me was I had to commit to, you know, early on to like, I'm going to do something and, and I would put one foot in front of the in front of the other every day and about 15 months after my husband passed I moved to California and I was I had a horrible year some second year of terrible I had three unexpected surgeries I lost my cat um, and I was working like 70 hours a week at this new job that I had taken here in California and so that wasn't great and you were in the shit pit yeah I, that's yeah. a great way to put it and um, it was really you know I was just surviving every day that's all I felt like I was just trying to get through the day every day that was it and I realized I didn't want to just survive. I wanted to thrive again. I wanted to be happy. And so one morning I woke up and I was like, okay, enough's enough of this surviving thing. I've got to figure out how to thrive again. And I sat down and I crafted what I called my 100-day plan to happiness. A hundred, hundred, say it again? 100-day plan. 100-day plan, okay. Because I knew it was going to happen overnight. And, and that involved a whole bunch of things. So the first thing I thought is, well, I need to journal. Because when you have all these chaotic thoughts, you need to get them out on paper so you can see what they are. So I started journaling those thoughts. And what happened over time was I had all of these thoughts and they were wide and, and disconnected and disorganized. And then over time, they became very concise and clear and there were patterns. And it allowed me to address the issues that I had because I could see them on paper what they were. The other thing the journal included was gratitude. And I know everybody talks about their gratitude journal. It's, it's no joke, right? Like when you start focusing on the positive, that's where your heart and your head is every day. It so I, chemically produces endorphins and uh, feel-good mm -hmm. chemicals in your brain. Yep. It's a game changer. It's a game changer. And then another thing I did was that physical activity. So I wasn't doing as much as I had previously been very physically active and, you know, frankly, didn't care about that element of my life when all this was going on because I didn't have the bandwidth nor the emotional desire. So I forced myself to get back into physical activity because it does release those same chemicals in your body and uh you know dropped a bunch of weight at that point because I put it on after the, the his death um I the other thing is I focused on seeing my friends and really doing new and different things so I hadn't isolated because my therapist told me not to but I really needed to take it kind of to a new level and start seeing more of life so I started you know doing things I hadn't done before and that was really um a lot of fun um it made me start thinking positively again and then I would say the other big thing was I started to have map out my future because I've been so focused on what had happened to me versus what my future was going to look like that I had to, to say okay what is it going to look like the day my husband died my entire future disappeared and everything we had planned um, was gone because I wasn't necessarily going to be doing those things by myself so focusing on the possibilities and what I could do was a real 
healing experience um, and made me realize that I actually do have a life after his death. So, <sighs> so in the 90 days, I felt the better. 90, in, <laughs> by 90 days, you felt better? 90 days later, I felt better. <laughs> I was incredible. Happy. Did you ever skip a day? No. Wow. I committed. Was, I was committed every day. To you wanted it so bad. Yes. Wow. So then I started thriving again. So I know everyone's experience is different, and, yes. and it's a very personal experience, and we're so lucky that you've opened up to us to share it. Mm -hmm. If there was someone listening, one person listening that was in the depths of the pain, in the depths of that suffering, or maybe even in a similar situation that you were, you were in, is there... Is there some sort of words of wisdom you would like or some sort of light you would like to shine on that person to help them uh, move forward? Yeah, I mean, everybody's experience is different, and I don't believe that my journey is the same as anyone else's, so you can take it for what it is. But what helped me was, number one, I relied on my faith. I believe there is a God, and that he was there for me. So if you have a faith, rely on your faith. Do not be afraid to ask for help whether that's your family, your friends, or professionals in my case. Um, and, and particularly therapy, right? Because mm -hmm. they can provide you an objective opinion. Something I didn't talk about earlier was the fact that both my therapist and my doctor recommended I go on medication. Uh, because when, you're, when you experience trauma, your serotonin levels drop and they won't naturally come back right away. It's usually six months to a year, I guess. And I refused. And so I would say once I started taking medication, which I took for about a year, um, that, was a, that was a lifesaver because it allowed my mind to calm a little bit and not to be as depressed every day. Uh, so listen to the professionals, take it if they say it's a good idea. Um, you'll definitely benefit from that. I would also say journaling was huge for me. And um, just because of what I described earlier and then just you know, do not isolate yourself. That's like the worst thing you can do. Um, if you don't talk about what's going on, it's, it's, you know, it's inside of you. So let it out. Lean in. Mm -hmm. Lean in, yeah. So, Liana, here's the big question. Okay. What lights you up? So for me, it's God. It's people, uh, and particularly people that want to grow. I love talking to people that are, you know, they're not just stagnant in their lives. They're really trying to do the next thing or learn the next thing or experience the next thing. Um, and I would say nature because I like to be out, you know, in the woods, at the beach, whatever it is. It's, it makes me happy to be in nature. Liana, thank you so much for coming today and opening up and sharing your story with such heart and such vulnerability and uh, such genuine honesty. It felt absolutely divine to sit here with you and and feel the connection with you today so appreciate you and everything that you shared so thank you well thanks for having me and uh thank you for tuning in and if you have a story or you know someone that has a story that would love to to share your gifts of ruin please reach out and i will be so excited to speak with you further about it thank you